pop culture. So we're grateful to have the opportunity to do that at my local church, at Crossroads Community Church, but also I'm engaging lots of other opportunities in and around town. So uh, next month, for instance, Marion University has invited me to come and speak on Gothic literature. So I'll be uh, speaking on that particular subject. The title of it is, hold on now, the title of that, that particular talk is going to be Sharing My Bed. And the subtitle is uh, an emphasis on unbridled curiosity as the real problem in, in Gothic literature. By the way, that line and the title actually comes from a W.H. Auden poem. So, you know, chill, everybody. It's not that big a deal. I'm just kind of riffing on poetry here. So uh, we are here this particular week. Uh, glad to be back with you here again in the month of September. I have to say that uh, as I was coming into the studio today, it smells a lot more like August out there than it does uh, September. I remember two-a-days uh, playing football, and that's uh, immediately what came to my mind was the smell of August grass. Uh, it's pretty warm here in Indianapolis, but nonetheless, uh, we're glad to be here and invested in this particular community. Uh, if you're ever interested, stop by and uh, chat with us, by the way, uh, or at least wave through the window. We have these great plate glass windows uh, that we have here in the studio and are really glad to have a front front window view, literally, of the street. We're right across the street from the Bonner Center and also across the street from uh, Burger King. And uh, our place of residence here is 2131 East 10th Street. Glad to be here in the urban core of Indianapolis. So uh, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to take a one-song break. And when we come back, we will start our discussion about the Kavanaugh nomination and uh, those news items that have come to the fore since that time. Uh, over the last couple of days, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. One song, and we'll be right back. Those of you who are staying with us live, um, I'm going to talk through a couple of different issues here uh, just to kind of set the stage uh, for what we'll be doing so that you, uh, you know, don't aren't going to be listening to dead air necessarily. Um, one of the things that really uh, is of, of great concern to me is uh, this idea of honesty in journalism. And one of the things that I, I find uh, very difficult uh, on a regular basis about uh, journalism and honesty and bias is uh, the problem that there isn't an awful lot of honesty in journalism. So uh, Dr. Clyde now be actually uh, discussing some of that uh, here in this particular uh, couple of hours here until 11.50 this morning. And you can hear the, the, share, the chair is shifting, which, hello, means, hello, hello. which means the man is here. So those of you who are uh, watching us live, YouTube, live, Facebook, uh, here we are. And uh, glad to be a part of uh, this particular uh, morning as we discuss uh, this, this important issue. So uh, we're taking a break right now. Okay. Uh, just on radio, of course, we're live otherwise, uh, just so that uh, everybody knows. Uh, morning, Charlo. Uh, glad to have you along with us. Sandy, thanks for uh, joining us this morning. Uh, one of the things that uh, we find uh, to be happening every single week for us is the necessity of uh, actually doing some of the um, setup for uh, the discussion that we're going to have. So, Dr. Cloud, I was just going to be doing that here just uh, for a moment, uh, talking about the necessity of what does justice look like? Uh, what does um, uh, a defense of uh, individuals look like in the uh, 
in both testaments, actually, looking at places like Deuteronomy 19, mm-hmm. uh, be talking about that, um, and of course, other places as well in Scripture. Uh, as I was telling them, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, every single week, uh, even though we might have different perspectives, or, or what I like to say, really, quite frankly, is we, we have different approaches. Uh, and uh, I would agree with that. Uh, different approaches to I issues. I disagree with the Bible. Right. And so we may have different approaches to topics. But again, as I always say to everybody, uh, we come at this from a decidedly biblical, authoritative. Exactly. Yeah, this is where we stand, and uh, you know we make no apologies for this. So, all of that said, those again uh, of you joining us live, Facebook Live, YouTube, glad to have you. Uh, those of you who will watch us later on as an archived piece, uh, we have a, quite a bit of that going on as well. Uh, always happy to uh, engage. Uh, with you. So, uh, by the way, just so you know, those of you who are watching us live and you send me comments, I'm really happy for those comments, but quite frankly, I, I can't keep up with everything. Um, I'm not adept at, uh, at handling all of this, uh, all of this technology, as well as uh, keeping my mind straight when it comes to conversation. So forgive, forgive us. Yeah. We, we really don't uh, always have our act together here when it comes to, yeah, I'm Oh, look, that person's talking to us. In fact, I think it was last week when your wife said something online, and I wish I could have said something to her, but I couldn't even get to it. Anyway, so just some of those little funny things that happen when you're in a studio and uh, the kinds of uh, things that happen when uh, you're live on radio and you really can't go back and and do it again kind of thing. So thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, Live Facebook, live YouTube, uh, the radio portion will be coming up. Here in about, uh, what do we got? What do we got? About a minute left uh, in our song on the radio. So when we come back in, uh, Dr. Clyde now will be setting this up. I wondered um, how you would like to proceed. Uh, what, what are the first things you want to talk about, would you say? I, 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 the, the importance of a Supreme Court justice, the role. I don't, I don't know that, you know, other than just everyone knowing that it's a quote-unquote supreme Court justice. Sure. I don't know if if, if, if people understand this, the, the weight, the weight of the the weight of the role. Okay. And then and and why uh, why who it is is important, mm-hmm. and and why as best possible it should not be a politicized thing. Okay. Yeah. Why, why that's important. Yeah. You know, so, in the highest court of the land. Yeah, and that'll be something that I'll be emphasizing too. The question of why do we why do we agree? And we are back. Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNext.tv morning. at the Cool Groove site. Dr. Clyde Posley, Dr. Mark Echo here to uh, talk with you today about some very important issues. See, I'm uh, rocking the beard. <laughs> I can see that. Those of you on YouTube and Facebook, those of you watching us live, you get to see Dr. Clyde sporting the new, the new crew on on the chin there that got the beard going on. All right. Uh, always grateful to have a chuckle here during our time together. I'm good for a chuckle, chuckle. always. <laughs> I like to laugh, too. Uh, we are grateful to be here. So uh, let's start right in here, uh, Dr. Clyde, with this uh, discussion. And uh, during the break, uh, we kind of talked just a touch about what do we want to talk about. So let's kind of set some ground rules maybe for everybody so everybody knows where we're coming from. And do comment. Yeah, and feel free to comment, though we may not get to you right there on Facebook Live, but hang in there with us. Go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. You, you ground rules. Okay, so ground rules. So one of the things that uh, we always are going to say to everybody, look, uh, Dr. Clyde and I do not yell at each other. Uh, we love each other and care for each sure. other deeply. This is uh, the first issue that everybody needs to hear going into this discussion. The second thing that everybody needs to hear is that there's a biblical authority base for both of us. We stand on the scripture. We also stand under it. And so there's the authority for us. We stand under the authority of scripture. That's right. Now, politically and socially, we may come to different conclusions based on our approaches to certain issues. And so that's what you're going to hear in terms of any kind of difference or disagreement. Uh, though we may approach those things differently, it doesn't, uh, doesn't lessen any of the earlier things that I just mentioned to you. I think that's really important to say up front. I, I agree. I, I think uh, people need to hear, uh, and our, our regular listeners know this, but maybe have some tuning in who, yes. who would not ordinarily be there. We are. We both believe that it is responsibility of us as Christians to love people. How uh, and and we we're going to end up with how we can best love and serve God by loving people. Yes. And and uh, and our approach, just like our approach to that, may be different. Their the approaches of those listening to us may be different. But but the end of us loving God mm -hmm. is in how we treat people. Yes. Yeah. There it is. So how we treat people is is huge for us. Uh, that's where we're really uh, drawing the line on all things uh, that we actually practice. We hope what we preach, and that is to love God by loving others. Absolutely. So uh, we jump into this issue, and uh, perhaps the very first uh, topic of discussion that we should address is the role of the Supreme Court justice. What is it? Why is it so important uh, in terms of choices for Supreme Court justices? And uh, what would you say generally about that? Uh, Dr. I think justice, I think justice in itself is supreme with God. Mm. Justice uh, in its own, its own, uh, uh, in its own ontology is supreme with God. Mm -hmm. And so who, who meters that justice uh, uh, has to be in line with God, the attributes of God, mm -hmm. and be willing above um, any, any, any shame, any, any confidence, any challenge to be willing to meter that justice in the name of God, mm -hmm. not, not, not because it is politically expedient, uh, not, not because uh, of any, any type of pressure. And so, I think the supreme thing is is justice. I think justice is the greatest expression of love that humans can share toward one another. And one of the things that we always want to say about justice is that justice is based on the standard of righteousness. So exactly. we, we, do not we do not live in a theocracy, okay? So those of you watching, listening, hearing these words, we do not live uh, in a place where we believe uh, in some kind of law that only comes from on high. Uh, we actually live in the United States of America. We, we are American citizens. All of that stuff is true. Right. It's important to say that, though, because some people kind of take a, a direction, left, right, doesn't matter. They kind of view or veer to the extreme in one right. way or another. Right. But justice is not lived on those peripheries. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so justice is based on righteousness. There has to be a standard by which we're going to evaluate all of these kinds of discussions that we have. So let's uh, absolutely and I absolutely agree with Dr. Posley on this, obviously. Uh, but let's jump to the next question, which is the issue of why uh, are we uh, for or against this particular uh, nomination, this particular pick 
uh, for justice. And uh, I'll just kind of uh, set the stage here and then, you know, just we'll just jaw back and forth about this. Um, one of the things that uh, is really imperative to me, and I'm thinking now about my hermeneutics, which means how do I interpret scripture, but also how do I interpret life? And so when I think about hermeneutics, one of the keys to my understanding of life and interpretation is something called originalism. Now, originalism means that I believe that we should evaluate law based on the meaning of the original writers. That is, when it was originally given, what was the meaning behind that, those particular laws or those ideas at the time they were written? So originalism, of course, is one of the things that you may or may not agree with. There are uh, justices on the Supreme Court who are not originalists. I'm thinking of Kagan, Sotomayor, uh, Ginsburg. Uh, those folks are not originalists on the other side. And, and you know, jump in any time on this. The issue is a living constitution. That is, it shifts and changes with the culture in which we live. So those are the two basic philosophies. And one of the big reasons why uh, Justice Kavanaugh is being... Um, how, what word do we want to use here? He's, he's being in, in some circles maligned and attacked on other, in other circles questioned and a concern about his role is about the issue of originalism. Uh, that is, how is he going to interpret this based on the Constitution based on the original meaning or uh, is he going to shift with the culture? Yeah, you see, not that there, then this is getting us into the conversation quickly. I am a sort of originalist, you know, I would somewhat, you know, but, but I don't know that I would say I'm a protectionist. Okay. And I think there is sometimes the danger of a person who, who holds an originalist position to morph or evolve into a protection, an extreme protection. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a concern of mine. Sure. That is a concern of mine because with, 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 within the caveat of originalism and, and the potential of protectionism, um, there's not always the towing of the foundation of scripture. Yes. Be, and, and sometimes that's because politi uh, the politicizing things uh, affects the view. Right. Um, it, when I, uh, years ago, I heard a philosopher, a, a um, a philosopher came to the uh, school at, at Union to lecture before us, and and he said, "God is both and neither, essentialist and existentialist." Hmm. Okay. So he, he suggests he is both fundamental and true to form, yes. but he is also fluid. Mm -hmm. But he is also he cannot be put in a box, mm -hmm. so therefore not exactly uniform. And 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 so he and, and because he's immutable, he couldn't be. Existential, right? So that's what I—that's what he meant by he is both and neither. Yeah, true to originalism and fluid, but not at the same time I because he's God. Yeah. With with that said, my issue is uh, with, with 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 Kavanaugh is his, if you look at his writings, if you look at his 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 his, his positions, if it, it, it's it's clear you're right. He 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 writes like an an, an originalist. My concern quite frankly, is his relationship with Donald Trump in light of Donald Trump. What I mean by that is, um, let's take, uh, I could use, I, I, I've never had interaction with your wife, uh, you know, other than just, man, I think we've talked, yeah, just talked. Mm -hmm. But I trust her because I trust you. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you when we exchange pictures about the grandkids mm-hmm. or just the kids in general. Yeah. I don't know them, mm-hmm. but I know you. Yeah. And and I believe in them because I believe in you. Yes. I don't believe Donald Trump is a Christian. I don't believe okay. his motives are pure. And all of the people, I'm sticking with the same subject. I'm just going around this That's way okay. to it. Yeah. Every person he has selected mm-hmm. for prominent positions to become president has been indicted or convicted of a crime. And now, the most important selection of his of his presidency is Matt is a Brett Kavanaugh. And and for me, those other when when you use your whatever your mechanism of choice is. How however you vet as as whatever your team does to vet people. There's a list of people who they either didn't vet well or lied to the better. Now we have a president, now we have a selection who, in my personal opinion, may shock some of the hearers, may shock you. I think Brett Kavanaugh on paper is qualified to be in the role. But he is also he his relationship with Donald Trump gives people credence as to. Why, why we should trust another pick from you? Sure. All right. So uh, I, let me just uh, respond to a couple of the comments there. One of which is I don't I don't think you necessarily meant to say every single person that no, no, was no. put in place. No, 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 yeah. no, no. The leadership. No, but, but even with their, 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 their there are not some, every single there are exactly. some who have been absolutely. That is correct. That is correct. I did not mean to say that. So the other the other issue is or the other thing that I wanted to at least respond to is. Uh, the issue of I get where you're going with the issue of protectionism. Mm-hmm. I see where that can certainly become an extreme position. Yeah, potential yeah. extreme position. Uh, from my vantage point, my concern is an extreme progressivism where we only uh, view those people that agree with the social or cultural movement of the day. It's and just as dangerous. It's just as dangerous. I agree. And so I think both of us on the same page. I, you know, tell me if I'm on, on the same page with you. Is we're really concerned about the extremes of our of the positions that people may. Both of us agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So this is really where we're kind of setting our foot uh, as it relates to uh, how we're going to come about this particular discussion, and that is uh, we are really concerned about the extremes. While I appreciate your perspective on our president and uh, his persona, shall I say. Um, I will at the same time uh, recognize, as you do, that Brent Kavanaugh is well-respected, well Absolutely. I, and I want to make sure I threw that in there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get Absolutely. It. I, I don't think, I, 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 don't, I don't know how this current investigation uh, with, the, uh, with, the, uh, with Dr. Ford is going to pan out. I don't know, you know, about that, you know, but, 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 but I can see mm-hmm. that on paper he is, he is prepared. Now, but now there's there are some things. Again, that's on paper. When you when when you say that uh, when that and, and let me say this too. I also will concede that people's opinions evolve. Mm-hmm. Sure, I, I I can see that. I, I believe mine have. Yeah, my mine have. I, I I don't. I have some opinions while they and, and I, a better understanding of scripture mm-hmm. that has evolved for me post graduate work. That I didn't hold pre-graduate work. Sure. So I, I will concede that maybe his opinion about whether or not, for example, a, a president can be indicted, a sitting president can be indicted. I can understand that evolving. 
but again, we want to, as I said earlier, I want to keep the, I want, I'm concerned about politicizing. When one of the senators, uh, I believe Kamala Harris, questioned him directly as to whether or not he had talked with Donald Trump's lawyers about the investigation facing Donald Trump, he would not answer. If I want to be transparent, I answer that question. I have not talked to anybody. But um, you're asking me to be in a position where I don't do that for the rest of my life. And you can be assured that if you put me on this Supreme Court, uh, 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 if you put me on the, on the court, that I, I, I will not discuss with Donald Trump's lawyers. Well, if you have been talking to them to even get the job, again, what we I, I believe what we're discussing is whether or not this is the best candidate at this time. And, and, and I may sound like a broken record, but it, to me, it's all going to come. I think I feel like Brett uh, Kavanaugh is fruit from a poisonous tree. Okay, and I thoroughly disagree with that perspective. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I understand that. I, I think where you come from, I, I think I think who selects you matters. And the Bible says you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Sure. Well, let's since we're talking about fruits and roots here, let's go all the way back to the George W. Bush forty-three uh, administration which is where Kavanaugh actually worked right. and has really focused his time and efforts there. You have, out of that particular uh, administration, at least 65 women who have come forward who have said that this is a, a upstanding gentleman, somebody who uh, treats his wife well and does not disrespect women, if you want to just take the, that particular issue. Then you have a president, George W. Bush, who says, I stand by this particular nomination because I know the track record of this particular individual who was literally working with and alongside him during that particular time period. Whether or not you agree with all decisions that were made during the Bush administration isn't the issue. The issue is, while, yes, I give you that uh, our current president may have his persona problems, I certainly agree with that, at the same time, I would say that uh, his that Kavanaugh's roots go far deeper than that to other administrations, to other presidents, to other groups of individuals uh, who have vetted him and said uh, that this is an upstanding individual and somebody that we can trust. So, so are you suggesting? Are, are you are you suggesting that his relationship with Donald Trump is superseded by his own personal record? That's that's what it sounds like you're saying. Whatever whatever concerns I or others might have about about. But the court, the Kamala, the Kamala Harris question that he wouldn't answer, or, or the, whatever that is, you're saying his record and the 65 women over overrule the fact that he's connected to Donald Trump. Well, let's let's be clear about where Donald Trump gets his picks from. So the, the Donald Trump gets his picks from the Federalist Society, which is a conservative branch of law um, and judicial uh, personages. Um, and that's so, your opinion. Oh, that that he got them from. I'll there? let you finish, and then I'll I'll okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll rebut that. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the Federalist uh, Society, for those of you who may or may not know, is a conservative uh, perspective on judicial understanding, which uh, comes out of the originalist perspective. Um, and so uh, many, if not all, of the picks that are coming, let's say from Donald Trump or other uh, presidents uh, who might be considered to be conservative, though we've dealt with that issue before, um, those that particular organization really does have a tremendous influence in that choice. But go ahead. Okay, two, two, two things. Yep. Um, 
One's about Merrick Garland and uh, oh Garland, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and the other one uh, is about uh, your statement about Donald Trump. Okay, okay. I would expect a conservative president to get in to be influenced by a a um, a group like the Federalist uh, group. I, 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 well, not have a problem with that is irrelevant because in the same way Obama was influenced by sure. liberal progressives. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But I, what, what, where I disagree with your comment about that he gets his picks from there, I believe that, the, let me ask you. Sure. Do you believe that the Federalist opinion is the, is the dominating opinion that led to Donald Trump's choice of uh, Brett Kavanaugh? Oh, I think it certainly had great sway. No, I'm not involved in the inner workings of all of these. No, 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 that's, that's not the question, Dr. Echo. Do you believe that the dominating, uh, 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 the, the, the overarching influence was that they wanted this thing? Oh, not that they wanted it, but they made that these they suggestions. He they, they, well, they, sure. They, 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 and he wasn't yeah. the only one, by right, the way. Right, he was not. See, I don't believe that the, the, I believe the number one reason that Donald Trump picked Kavanaugh was his opinion that a sitting president cannot be indicted, should not be indicted. Okay. That, I get where you're I mean. going with that. I, I, and, and, and here's here's why here's what I think uh, gives foundation and credence to my opinion. Everything that, and you can't, you won't be able to disagree with this. As far as we know publicly, everything Donald Trump sets forth, it serves his personal interest first. Well, uh, yeah, sure. We're not, we could... Everything's not, every, everything's not a good word. And I know better. So, so what we have is a cadre, let's say that, of Donald Trump when faced or when cornered or when he could give an opinion that best serves America. More often than not, is that that's how a good writer should say that? <laughs> there you go. More often, <laughs> more often than not, he his statements, his tweets that have been now may or may not be considered policy. His statements, <laughs> his tweets mm-hmm. lead, lean toward what works for me. What is the best, safe, most politically expedient thing for me? I believe that, the, and, and, you, and I want the audience to know they're hearing a liberal progressive say, "Sure, that, that who I, is a Christian, who is a Christian." That I, 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 I understand him, the, the friendless uh, being weighing heavy on that decision. I understand sure. because if there were Democratic, if I were president, I would do something different. Exactly. I, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't even think that he did that. I would be. Because Republicans uh, uh, lead the Congress and lead the Senate and hold the White House, I would expect this. But that's not what he's doing. I don't think someone is evil because they're a conservative. Thank I don't you. think every. I really would not be sitting on in this show, you know. Or, you know, but 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 at the same time, I don't think that's what he's doing, and and I think that's tainting. And 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 Brett Kavanaugh will probably be confirmed, and maybe should be confirmed. I don't know that, but he won't be confirmed without this cloud. And again, you know why he's going to carry the cloud? Because he came from Donald Trump. Mm. Donald Trump's concern is not to go to prison, mm. to not to be, and he should be, because many of the people he selected to get him in the White House are on their way to prison. Well, that. That's I, I would say that might be a little bit of an overstatement. Many of the people, well, many well, of his campaign people managers. Yeah. How would you like that said? Because there, there's, a, there, there, there's a collage of people that Donald Trump's uh, picked. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, there's none. That I like the word collage. Okay. There you go. Well, Bush got in the White House mm -hmm. without a collage. Mm -hmm. Obama got in the White House without a collage. Mm -hmm. Reagan got in the White House without mm -hmm. a collage. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's in the White House, and they are all testifying that they're a part of a collage okay. of crime. I get where you're going with this, okay. and I, I do appreciate the taint issue. And I do appreciate your opinion on this. That is, that, that's, you think that this may be, might be the direction that this is going. I certainly give you that. Notwithstanding that I have already said. Yeah, you've already said. I thought he is a qualified candidate. Yep, yep. So, all of that said, we probably should take a break. Uh, just because. No. no, you don't want to take a break. No, you want to keep going. <laughs> you've been listening to Warp and Move Radio, Radio Next TV at the Cool Group site. We're going to take a one song break. We're going to ask HB to make it a short song. So we're going to come right back. We're going to uh, catch our breath and actually take a drink, perhaps. And we'll come back. We'll talk more about the Kavanaugh nomination. Why we think or don't think, depending on who's talking here uh, in this particular show, why Brett Kavanaugh should be uh, selected, uh, nominated, confirmed. And then some of the other issues that are going around uh, this, this one as it relates to other uh, picks, uh, even during the last administration, the Obama administration, we'll get into that. We'll talk about some of these things further. Warp and Woof Radio, we'll be right back. Yeah, HP, <laughs> HP's chiming in now. What do you, you say? He's, he's, we're killing him. We're oh. killing him. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, this, I don't think uh, the company's going, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, whether Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed or not. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I'm sure we'll bring up Roe versus Wade. We'll talk Roe versus sure. Wade. I don't think that the country is going to um, implode. Um, but these, the, 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 these are some important things. Yeah. Um, I think, um, and I, to be honest with you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't. And I don't know that any of us can. You know, I haven't researched Brett Kavanaugh enough uh, to, to 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 have to go on a panel where we were in on, oh, yeah. on anyone. I'm with you, network, absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know, but now you, you look at these things. If if I um, when, when you asked me about being on the show, on this, this is a microcosmic example of a, a larger thing I'm talking about. I googled you. Yeah. Just Googled you. Yeah. Sure, you Googled me. I did before okay. the show. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And, and so you should. Okay, let's look at that. What you were looking for was information. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily negative information, but I do want to know who I'm dealing with. Right. Okay. The Republican Party, and Don, led by Donald Trump, hid hundreds of thousands of, of pages. Not that it's not been done before, you know, but hid hundreds of thousands of papers and emails. And information relative to Brett Kavanaugh. Why? Hmm. I would uh, respond generally by saying that uh, if you can, if you compare <clears throat> the amount of paper that's been produced under Kavanaugh's nomination versus Sotomayor, um, Kagan, and who was the one before that? I can't remember uh, who it might have been, but four times more the amount. Mostly because folks like Sotomayor and, and Kagan weren't really on the bench that long and didn't have that many opinions. I think one of the reasons why Obama actually picked them was because of that, was because they didn't have that long-standing paper trail tradition. But well, you're playing into my, into my view by saying that. 
I am playing into the view that suggests that Brett Kavanaugh and uh, Donald Trump and the White House and whatever else has given inordinate amounts of information. That that's would, true in comparison. In comparison to right. others, so much so that I don't know that that stands too well. I mean, in the sense that can can we well, get enough more information? More. He, he, if, if he's written more opinions, he should have more. So yeah. that, that's, that's, in my view, that's kind of a wash. <clears throat> he's going to have more. They didn't have it available. So so maybe they would have, we'd have more on them had they had it available. And in, 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 in my view, I'm talking about what, what, what has been not made available intentionally. 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 In, 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 intentionally. He, he's going to have more because he's written more opinion. He, he, he was on the bench longer than, than each of the persons that you uh, read. One of the things I would say to that, though, is that he worked in the White House. And Mm -hmm. so there is executive privilege to be responded to in this respect. I agree. And we have security issues and all of those kinds of issues. And maybe we're questioning the, the, maybe we need to also at some point question this whole process. Well, because if if we want someone, just like like the presidency, whether whoever, now we've never seen Donald Trump's taxes. We don't, so we don't know what's in there. Maybe, maybe that process needs to be. Congress needs to uh, legislate that that's a requirement. We, we don't, because now money and issues are coming into play, which would have made that important. Yeah, actually, uh, they did actually just produce his taxes a few months ago. The White House put them out. Donald Trump's taxes put out put out his tax returns and so from on. from I don't know how many 2016 or 17 whatever it was. Um, my only point in suggesting my only point in suggesting that is that um, <laughs> it turns out that he's given he's paid a whole lot more taxes than anybody ever thought. But anyway, I th- I think this is an important issue that that we raise here in terms of the how many got it. This is fun, man. I always fun. I always it's love always being fun. with you, man. Any, any, any thinkers. Yeah. And enjoy it. It's love. Yeah. The privilege of faith. Yeah. Uh, the, the freedom of faith. Yeah. And we are back. Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Group site. Those of you who have been watching us live, Facebook and YouTube, or see the archived edition of these things, uh, get to see what we've been talking about during the break. Uh, we'll be bringing up some of those things actually on the live radio broadcast. Some of you have earbuds in at work. Uh, you're listening to these things. Some of you are home. Uh, my mom is probably got us on her tablet right now watching Facebook Live in Denver, Colorado. And I know she's got a whole cadre of folks out there watching us. They love the show, by the way. Hello, and, everyone. And I know that you've got a whole bunch of folks from your church that I, watch this. I, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. And this is a marvelous thing that's uh, that we have opportunity to do. And I always believe in the Bible study bring it up. There you go. And one of the, you know, I'll just say this again, because I think it bears repeating, that, that it's a marvelous thing to see a white PhD, a black PhD, uh, who really care for each other, who are both Christians, who approach these issues from different vantage points. We just need to say that again. So uh, we're going to jump back into the Kavanaugh nomination and talk a little bit more about why this is so important to us. So before break, uh, we were talking about uh, the Garland situation. Right. Maybe we should bring that back up and kind of give a, a context for that for our listeners so that they understand where we're coming from on this. Well, well we, we, were, we were talking about um, the the uh, the uh, committee, the, yeah. the, the Senate the judicial committee, committee the judicial, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. judicial committee, and uh, and how and and before even before that, uh, uh, the Senate uh, 
Senate uh, Majority Leader Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell yep. just refused to even give uh, Mayor, uh, not Mayor, uh, Mary Gar- uh, Gar- Garland yep. a, a hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, he was selected uh, by Obama partly, and I quote, because he is the pick that the Senate agreed was confirmable. Mm-hmm. Even under a Democratic mm-hmm. president, mm-hmm. why can't he get a hearing? Why, why couldn't he get a hearing? And and what that is, and and what and, and I guess what I was going to lead into about it yep. was how this whole the whole procedure might needs to be need to be revamped. Sure, you know um, uh, there was no reason other than political expediency. Sure, that that Garland who 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 was told uh, as was the president that. As bipartisan as it can get, if you so, if you go with Garland, we can get him on. He didn't have these things. He didn't have uh, a conversation with well, with, well, there was not a scandal for him to be concerned about. But that's tongue tongue in cheek there. But but he didn't have uh, 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 the the baggage that is following uh, the questions that is following Kavanaugh because of Trump. I think that this whole procedure is too politicized. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. If it's this politicized now, then how are we to know uh, or what assurances will we have that 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 Brett Kavanaugh is not just a, a politician being uh, who wearing a role doing the bidding of the of, of a particular party and president? Well, I don't. I, I think. I, think I, would, I would push back on yeah. that last you comment. Know, that's, but, we're, we're here to debate. And you, and, yeah. and you, you can do that. So, so how, would you know, how are you to know, so, in your opinion? Yeah, well, let me go back to the first word that you were, used that I thoroughly agree with, which is the process is politicized. And that goes both ways, by the way. Oh, and it will always be. And it will always be the same. Yeah, absolutely. So when we consider what's been going on with Brett Kavanaugh nomination and the brouhaha that happened, even during the opening comments uh, where Grassley couldn't even get words out of his mouth, where he had other senators interrupting him. You've got all of the ladies from The Handmaid's Tale up there in the <laughs> in the uh, in, in the uh, uh, balcony. You've got people shouting. How many arrests were there? Seventy-two arrests. Uh, and then, of course, you've you've got this at the eleventh hour, maybe at eleven fifty-nine, actually. This letter coming out uh, from Diane Feinstein, and which has been given to her by another congressman on the other side of the house. Oh, these kinds of things are the politicas, the politicization of what we are seeing now is no different, no matter who has been president, whether it be in the Obama administration or in this particular administration. We see this procedural I approach all the time. I don't, I don't know if I would say it's been no different. I, I believe Donald Trump has heightened this type of, of, of out-of-bounds rhetoric. I, I think there were protests with, with, with I, I think there will be protests with a, with they, with they pick who, in, for many, uh, is designed, is, is selected uh, in the minds of many to reverse Roe versus Wade. I, I, so they're going to be women, particularly in, in the Me Too movement season. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, you know, I, 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 but I, I, I think people, I think the protest, which is, which is a First Amendment right, I think the protests in the courtroom and just the protests in general have been heightened by the bombastic nature 
of Donald Trump. I love that word, bombastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, while I wouldn't disagree with the nature of what we're seeing, I don't know that I would necessarily agree with uh, the fact that uh, in our last presidency, we had a president who himself was, uh, let's say, for instance, prickly when it comes to any kind of uh, response that might have been sarcastic. Define prickly. Yeah, prickly. Here's an example of this. And now we're going to kind of traverse into the journalistic discussion. Um, President Obama was uh, somebody who, when the New York Times uh, viewed some of his statements, when he would get upset about something that was said about him in the press, uh, they would call him fiery, which was a very positive term in their, their mind. Now we have a journalistic or press that refers to um, uh, President Trump as somebody who is lashing out or isn't lucid. I mean, all of the kinds of adjectives that are used there. I don't, I don't, yeah, I know. I know. It's, I'm finding it very difficult to defend the persona. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, Mark, you are smart. I'm, I'm glad we're on this show again. When, when, you call, when you call people, when you call a nation in leadership, well, you, you, any context for me to call you. Now, my fraternity, um, one of the colloquials we call dogs. I'm, I'm a member who made this up. D A W G. D A W G. It's it's not a four letter. Right. It's just just a. Yeah. But there is no context for me to call you a dog right here. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just not. Yeah. And 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 no matter how we slice it, we're, we're going back to. I'm, I'm I'm saying this in light of you know the comparison that you made with with Obama. Bush wouldn't have. Bush, Reagan, Nixon. <laughs> We're going back did here. Not, did not. I mean, I mean, we we just we just. And, and there's no way that that doesn't influence the country's response, which which was my premise about the protest sure. is is matching the thrust. Okay. But the issues haven't changed. The issues they haven't are, changed. They haven't changed. The issues haven't changed. You know, the pushback, and I think I mentioned this on another show, the pushback with Obama in 2010 was that, in his own words, he got shellacked, six, lost 65 seats in the House, and because he forced through the uh, Obamacare issue, uh, all of that kind of stuff, those are, those are some ancient... Because there's something that, I, while I voted for Obama, I disagree with that he did. You didn't mention it. You can say it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's not biblical. Yo, you're talking about... Marriage equality. Marriage equality, right. okay, yeah. Well, anyway, we could go in lots of different directions with, with this, and we don't necessarily want to get off into the personalities of presidents necessarily. Right, right. What, what, well, 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 Mark, well, what role does the president's what, personality play in yeah. the, the, the mindset of the American political landscape? Yeah, but, you don't, but we don't want to make sure that the presidency, and specifically this nomination, is lowered to that level of we're going to address this on the basis of of the personality. We have always used the president's personality as a as a reason why he is fit to lead. Have we not? <clears throat> that may be, but it's not necessarily the issue as it relates to the nomination of Cal. I, I don't I agree with you. But what we're talking about is basically in, in essence, essentially what does the president's personality play a role in how protest is is performed today. Yeah, and, and that but I'm suggesting by that 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 goes both ways. It doesn't matter who the president is. I'm suggesting as my for my last comment that when Obama forced through the legislation that he wanted 
uh, and there was outrage and at, at, at a different level. At a different I, level. I, 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 I think we're, we're saying the same yeah, thing. I, think, I so. think that those extreme kind of types of there things, you go. Now, now Obama felt that he had to force it through because the state of the Congress, the state of the Senate, uh, against his views. That right. let me let me put that parenthetically say that. And so he felt, you know, without much choice. Yeah. But uh, but 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 I think that action. Mm-hmm. Uh, provoked a response, and 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 some would say it, it created a positive, a a a, um, a a more bombastic response from the a, a, a segment of the conservative base. Well, that, that's, that, that's part of how Donald Trump got elected right. and his response to those actions of Obama. And I suspect that we're going to see some of the same things take place in this coming election in November. I I I actually am am getting ready to write an editorial entitled Backlash, because I do believe that this is going to happen. But I think that there is more uh, at stake here in terms of the emotion of this. And here's where I would agree with the issue of the persona and the personality of the president forcing this because he is the way he is and says what he does and acts the way that he does. This particular president is forcing an emotive response in ways that would have happened, but maybe not to the degree of which it's happening at this very moment. I agree with you. I think if it were possible to take out this the the Russia investigation, yeah, and and if and if it were possible to if Donald Trump had not had had not behaved himself in in terms of oh my in terms of his performance as president Mm -hmm. and just. Here's a good way for me to say it. If a different conservative president selected Brett Kavanaugh, he would already be confirmed. Okay. That's the way I want to say it. All right. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that that would be an interesting... Whether he should be confirmed or not is my point. He he wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. This is a prognostication uh, that would be lovely to kind of figure out, you know, the what if, the science fiction of all of these kinds of things. Uh, maybe it's a book. Yeah, maybe it's a book. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to publicize your book here coming out here pretty quick. Uh, just before we take a break, though, uh, let's just kind of wrap up our first hour because I think it's important for both of us to actually kind of get a reboot or a review of some of the major points that we've made. So why don't you go ahead and, and just highlight some of the things that you want to say just to review for everybody's sake. Yeah, I, 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 I think one of the things that, that I, I really was trying to iterate and 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 want to leave it from the first hour. One of the things is 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 the impact of of the pres of the presidential performance on an otherwise um, prepared uh, a SCOTUS candidate. The impact of the and if the if the impact of the presidency is tainting that. What else is that that pres- that performance tainting? It was also important, you know, from my perspective, uh, to talk about uh, is is Brett Kavanaugh as he what he says he is. We may never know because we're distracted. Okay, we 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 can't fully investigate. We can't fully we can't fully question him, even if Miss Ford is a, is a let's go extreme and say she was a plant from the, the Democrats are just trying to find a way to interrupt. Well, we don't know. 
one of the things that I would want to emphasize just in terms of review would be uh, my position as an originalist. And I think Dr. Clyde would uh, certainly agree with, with a, uh, perhaps a majority of an originalist perspective, though where we would disagree or at least want to draw some more lines would be about the extremes that both right. protectionists right. and pro progressives uh, could and sometimes do and actually do take. Right. And that, I think, is important for us to say. And I think when we come back, one of the things that maybe we should lead off in our second hour, having to do with the presidential picks and where did all of this begin? And I want to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, a C-SPAN uh, issue that I just watched with her uh, this morning, and then uh, talk about uh, Robert Bork and uh, what happened to him with Edward Kennedy in 1988, which really began this uh, process of what we're seeing here today. In this fashion today. Yes, yes, in this fashion today. You're listening to Warp and Move Radio, radionext.tv, at the Cool Groove site. Harold H.B. Bell is going to be <laughs> spinning some cool tunes here, and we're going to be right back uh, in just a minute. Those of you live, look forward to chatting with you offline. Those of you listening to us on the podcast, we'll be right back. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. That's why I said that about you on, on air or in social media. I said, you're going to cool the airwaves with some jazz. <laughs> what are your comments? Uh, let's see. This yeah, we're trying. I've enjoyed the program today. Thanks. Um, thumbs up. There's my mom. Uh, Brian Hudson Brown versus Brown of Education, a non-originalist is non-originalist. Uh, Dr. Posley's audio level is low. Good stuff, gents. God bless. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Thank you for sharing. Charlo. So thank you, everybody, for uh, watching and for commenting. As we had mentioned before, uh, we're not necessarily going to get a chance to uh, respond to these things, uh, certainly on air. This, I'm telling you, radio it just goes so fast, and we're, and we're responding to each other, and we're thinking about what's actually going on and having our own thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for hanging in there with us about yeah. all of this. Do you know uh, Dr. Brian Hudson? Yeah, Brian Hudson was actually the one who did all three of our one-minute commercials for Comenius. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say we, we we should we should probably have him on one day. We actually he was my second guest. Really? Yeah, on the okay. program back in 2016. Before, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a great mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually was when he first started his interviews. You know the interviews he does with folks around town. Mm -hmm. I was one of his first interviews. Okay. So yeah, he's, um, a, he's a Facebook friend. Yeah, absolutely. He is, he's, yeah. He's, 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 yeah, Brian, if you're listening, thank you ever so much, uh, obviously, for all of your work. Uh, we're grateful for it. Um, uh, Dr. Posley suggests we have you back on. Yeah, I was just mentioning uh, that you were my second guest, as I recall, uh, in this program when we started back in February 2016. So thank you for that. And, of course, for all of the good commercials that you made along the way. Uh, we probably need to reboot some of that, especially the radio one, when we have Dr. Posley and I both on here, and it would be good to make sure that he is on that um, as well. Anyway, just uh, some side comments there. He, he's, a, he's a good brother, even though he's a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 when he hears that, 
He's in the fallout land. I'm letting that all go because I have no clue what that's all about. So I just let he, that he, go. He knows what it's about. All right. We'll just let it go. Oh, man. Been having some good times down at uh, IUPUI. Um, that's that's it, the rhetoric. What's that? The, uh, what's class? Reading, writing, and inquiry. Yeah. yeah what, it's, what level? It's a freshman level. Just oh. first thing coming in. So, you, are I, you getting anything caught? When I teach freshmen, I have. That's the problem I have. Oh, I, it's really a lot they, of fun. They know so much. Oh, well, sometimes <laughs> they do, but you'd really like this class. In fact, I was going to ask you today, you know, I think I've said this to you before. Would you be interested in coming down sometime just to sure. chat with these guys? I've got Larry Smith coming in from the Tobias Leadership Center. Okay. He's coming in tomorrow. And I'm doing this because once they write their papers, I've got this kind of a lull in the class where it's kind of hard to start the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know how that is. You get papers turned in and you're having that discussion. So I'm having in, him in uh, for the first big papers due tomorrow. I was thinking maybe I can have you in for the second big paper. Sure. When, when was that? I'd have to look at my schedule. Okay. It was, it's not tomorrow. Oh, no. Okay. No, it's in October sometime. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going tomorrow. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, just uh, and by the way, next week uh, Tuesday night is the pro-life dinner. Right. Yes. Remember, I'm remember reminding myself as much as I'm reminding you about that. Uh, going to that. Anybody watching us here live, uh, going to the pro-life dinner here uh, in Indianapolis uh, this next week. Um, wonderful stuff going on. Actually, was in a conversation or conversations. Tom Foltz was in a few weeks back. Uh, he's the one organizing the Josh McDowell. Um, uh, speaking engagement here at IUPUI as well as at Butler and Purdue and other places. But uh, Josh is coming in in February. And just a shout out to Tom and, and the group that's working toward uh, getting Josh on campus. Looking forward to that. I'll make sure that you know all about you know the specifics okay. on that one too. Okay. And then the calendar next Tuesday at. Uh, this is next Tuesday, uh, the 25th, is it? It's at six or 6:30. I forgot exactly the time. And you you are doing an evangelistic group, uh, series on Wednesday through Friday next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's in town. Yes. So you don't have to go anywhere. Okay. Um, send me the information. I thought I put it, I thought I stood right there and put it in when you gave it to me. Okay. Because I called, remember calling my wife and I said, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All right. Could you send me, send me that again so I can lock it in? Yep. Like I, this, this up during the day and then that. Okay. This is a, this is, this is, this is, this September 25th, Tuesday. Um, Pro Life. Yep, got it. Those of you hanging with us here, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, getting to hear all of these side comments uh, during the time that um, we're off air, off radio air anyway. Just kind of setting our schedules, getting things together. Uh, Where's that? Where's what? The Pro Life. Okay, I'm going to have to look. You send it to me. Yeah, I will. I was mentioning uh, IUPUI, and I um, really am having a great time teaching. I really enjoy uh, the students and my colleagues. Uh, just this last week, did I tell you about going down to the Ray Bradbury Center? Did we have that conversation? Did I call you? You were there? I think so. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So um, I met 
Jason Ackerman, who's also faculty there, but they run the, the uh, Ray Bradbury Center. Marvelous uh, what's gone on there. I mean, the only place in the world this exists. What What is it? What, All Ray Bradbury's writings. Oh, that's the place. Yeah, yeah, we, did. yeah, we, yeah talked we talked about that, didn't yeah. we? Anyway, uh, having a great time with that, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned or not, I'll be speaking at Marion University next month on Gothic literature. Mm. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun to do that. Um, that's Is that actually, a re resurgent thing? Uh, it's, oh, the Gothic literature? Yeah. It's just stuff I've been studying for a number of years. I teach a course on that. Okay. Or I will. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So there's, a, there's Ivy that offers, and Western offers a, uh, Indiana Wesleyan offers romantic uh, literature, and then there's a segment of Gothic, which is how they plug me into this. But I'm teaching that for a high school group uh, here in town. Mm -hmm. and, but at Marion, I um, was invited uh, uh, to speak on that particular issue because of other connections around town. But that's going to be a lot of fun to do that and uh, be invested in another university. You were talking about uh, it's kind of fun to talk with other intellectuals and have this kind of back and yeah. forth. And that's exactly what uh, I think it's uh, James. I can't remember his last name at the moment. Forgive me. Um, but uh, that's what he said when he emailed me. He said, uh, it's really, it's going to be a lot of fun to be intellectually stimulated uh, by this talk. So uh, it is fun to be together with other academics and engage those things that uh, we love so much. Enjoyed the program today. Thanks. Yeah, Lavera. Yeah, Lavera. Uh, I know Lavera from Crossroads Bible College. Thank you. Yep. I need to, according to Dr. Hudson, I need to adjust my mic. Yeah, I'm, and uh, I've never been told I'm talking too soft. I would never say that about you either. <laughs> you talk too softly, certainly not. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, here we are. We're still live. Uh, Come back in after some after the tunes uh, are spun here, and uh, we'll have some more uh, discussion about the Kavanaugh nomination. Where would you like to go uh, from here, second hour? Um, yeah, that is a good point. What? Uh, he said that the Brown versus Board of Education was a non-original decision. This is a point of, I'm not sure what, what he means by that. What yeah. does he mean? Well, he, he, yeah. well that's, that's the reason I said it's just a point of point of fact. Uh, he, was, he was just quoting a, a decision, a landmark decision that, that, that wasn't from an originalist perspective, meaning that it, it addressed the greater good. Ultimately, it addressed, it was born out of addressing the greater good of society, not a fundamentalist conservative. Uh, origin. And where I would push back on that is that the originalists would say this is predicated upon the very issues of the Declaration of the Constitution, that all people are created equal. What our society has done in the past, the atrocities of them, you know, notwithstanding, that doesn't mean that this was a non-originalist position. Um, yeah, maybe we can have a, t a talk about that. Well, yeah, I, 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 I um, we'll see, the, the mindset of America that time was affecting oh the, no the, doubt absolutely agree the, the even the definition we, of originalist we back yeah we are back warp and wolf radio radio next.tv at the cool group site dr clyde posley dr mark deckel here at warp and wolf radio 2131 east 10th street right across the street from the bonner center and burger king come see us and have lunch with us sometime they have great uh great salads across the street so 
Uh, we are having a great conversation here, Dr. Clyde and myself, about the issue of the Kavanaugh nomination. And uh, one of the things that we talked about before break we wanted to come back into was maybe how some of this uh, issue of politicization of the process actually got going. And so I'll start this uh, process here just the second hour, and then we'll uh, talk more about it as we go on. But one of the things I wanted to say about the process was um, when I was listening to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, by the way, is now 85, as I recall, and uh, she's a great justice and uh, has done great work. Uh, she and Antonin Scalia uh, were famously good friends, uh, even though they were on opposite ends of many decisions. My point in saying, suggesting this about Ruth Bader Ginsburg is that she actually came up in the Huffington Post this last week, and she said that this process was an abysmal process. I don't remember the exact verbiage that she used, but she did say this. She said, well, the process that I went through is the, the way that it should have been done this time. She said she was striking out against the politicization of the Kavanaugh nomination in that respect. And I wanted to bring it all the way back to the history of Robert Bork in 1988, when famously Edward Kennedy was the one who basically submarined the, the Robert Bork uh, nomination, who was uh, uh, put forward by Reagan at that time. And uh, of course, Justice Kennedy came out as the second choice uh, after that uh, particular nomination. But uh, Justice Bork then spent the next 10 years trying to educate America, which I don't know that he necessarily was successful at, but uh, tried to educate America as it relates to how this process should take place, which is really an interesting uh, process that he put himself through. But I wanted to go back to Edward Kennedy because Edward Kennedy was a Democrat. And in his uh, view of life and things, he did not want an originalist on uh, the uh, Supreme Court, which actually in years to come, years later, he actually said and was noted as saying uh, that this was the reason why uh, he literally borked bork, which, by the way, actually became a verb, yeah. if you remember, uh, the, the concept of being borked meant that you were in some way... Um, hit sideways with information or taken out of the running for something and that kind of thing. So I wanted to say that this has a long history and that's, that's not the only thing. So I wanna give my partner here, Dr. Clyde Posley, an opportunity to talk about some of that history perhaps or go to a different direction. Okay, I think I'm gonna take a bit of a different direction. Okay. I believe, certainly I don't believe in, in evolution as it relates to creation of man, of course not. You know, we know God. But I do believe in an evolving understanding of justice relative to what is uh, best for society. Um, years ago, Rawls, John Rawls wrote a book, Justice as Fairness. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's always possible. I that's agree. what the book grapples with, whether or not justice is always fair. That's right. Uh, with, 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 the, with those things said, I, I think we need to remember that it is the job of leadership in America, the Supreme Court, the president, all leaders, to make America, America a place where there is the greatest chance of justice for all people. Absolutely. Sometimes uh, that means allowing, uh, that may or may not mean allowing for gay marriage. It may or may not allow for uh, abortion rights and women to make their, make these choices. But Dr. Echo, I, I want to bring in something relative to to how the Supreme Court, I think, should function 
and 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 therefore then we can further discuss Brett Kavanaugh. We we need to ask ourselves what is the role of the wheel? The role of the, the role of the wheel, the wheel? human wheel. With him, well, okay. right to choose. Okay, right to choose. Yep. In all of what we do, we have to be careful that that our justice doesn't become a a a state censored control of forced Christianity, amen, or forced conservatism, amen, or forced progressivism, amen. You know, absolutely. Agree. And how do you do that? Mm-hmm. You keep people. Uh, within the center and God in the center, and 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 here's what I'm here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to get to. I am concerned that when we when we when well, I guess what you talked about earlier, we're, we're trying to keep from getting on the fringes. That's right. You know, we I don't think that 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 uh, uh, I'm pro life. I believe that God uh, does not want. The abortions happen. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear about that. Mm-hmm. But I also, scripture is full of places where God leaves choice to man. Sure. And so we, I don't, I don't ever want to see a Supreme Court justice or a Supreme Court or a president only making decisions and picking candidates that he believes will only push an agenda, oh, yeah. even, even if it appears to be just my agenda. Oh, absolutely. And, and I know that may sound odd to some of our ears. I'm a Christian through and through. And I want the things that God wants to come to pass. But God didn't even take away Adam's and Eve's right to choose Absolutely. in the Garden of Eden. Right. So we have to be careful as a conservative or as a or, 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 or a progressive, as a liberal. We have to be careful that as we as we evolve into our understanding of metering justice, that we don't take away two fundamental or original concept of human human existence that keep us able to function together. And that is God's God's will in relationship to our will. Mm -hmm. When we get away from those two, we find ourselves only making decisions that are best politically, only making the decisions that are best for our personal agenda, mm-hmm. and if I dare say, only making decisions that we think yes. are best for Christianity. Because yep. all of us are practicing Christians. Mm-hmm. None of us have arrived completely at a clear, complete understanding of all of what is in the will of God. Amen. That is Christianity. That's right. And that's because because you and I four square stand on the same premise, and that is that God is, while he is knowable, he is also unknowable. Exactly. At exactly. the same time. Exactly. And it's a good place for you to say that. That's that's exactly what I mean. I, I, I think too many. We have to. So therefore, uh, if if Kavanaugh has been selected to just to push about a conservative agenda, the country is not all conservative. So I don't even know that the country is fifty percent conservative. So the point is, uh, um, going back to something I said about Mary Garland. He's the last candidate that we know of that had the bipartisan support to possibly uh, be confirmed, and he wasn't even given a hearing. Mm-hmm. That that is a worse position, in my in my view. That is a worse politiz- uh, politicalization than what is going on here, because we don't know what now we don't know what might have happened in his confirmation hearing. He may have had the the, the shouting, the the loud protest, but he didn't even get a hearing. Yeah. That's the greatest expression of politicizing in a terrible way. Yeah. I, I, I think we would probably disagree about 
what we would think might be best or worse than any given scenario in that sense of Fingers things. Would. Just, <laughs> just because we approach these things from various points of view. Uh -huh. But I absolutely, Foursquare, stand with you about issues of justice, uh, human will, uh, our own decision-making processes, and I will say, and this is, I think, important to suggest, and I'm going to bring in uh, literature at this juncture. Okay. I want to talk about George Orwell for a minute and say he was against totalitarianism in any form or fashion, just as much as you and I would be against totalitarianism. Right. It doesn't matter if it's fascism or communism. The only difference is the spelling of the word. Honestly, if you have an authoritarian state, what George Orwell was really concerned about in uh, books like 1984, uh, he's really uh, concerned, obviously, about some usurping power taking over. And you know, from the other side of the aisle, as it were, not that I'm a Republican, but from the other side of the point of view in terms of being a conservative, I would say that this is what uh, conservatives are concerned about. And the reason why they actually voted for uh, Donald Trump as much as they uh, at the same time might have held their nose in the process, um, <laughs> because, because they knew what Hillary Clinton was going to bring. So I think what Mitch McConnell does, absolutely political. Absolutely, I agree with that. I also know you agree that, with that. Oh, I agree that absolutely. But I also agree. You agree with his conduct, or you agree that it was political? Yeah, I agree with it was political. Okay. Because I think every everybody does that. Whoever's in charge of the Senate. I mean, Schumer's going to do the same thing if he gets the Senate back. That's going to be really pretty clear uh, to anybody who's watching. But the bottom line, I think, to uh, this particular uh, discussion was that the conservatives knew that what they were going to get in Hillary, and so. As I suggested about Mr. Trump, they voted for him. And nonetheless, whoever those conservatives might have been who voted for them. And I think that that is one of those driving forces that you see with 307, uh, 307 electoral votes given the person won this particular election. Uh, in fact, let me just say this, just kind of going back to Ms. Mrs. Clinton for a moment. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote something on my uh, website uh, about politics as it relates to this, uh, because I thoroughly believe, like everybody else did, that Mrs. Clinton was going to be confirmed or elected, well, elected. elected. And I think that she would have chosen the kind of people that she would have wanted just as much as anybody else might have did, said, uh, done, as you well suggested early on. But I was actually getting ready for a Clinton presidency in my own mind, because I was going back to First Peter chapter 2. So if you go back to read this thing, uh, you'll see me basically preaching to myself, okay, look, this is the way things are going to be. This is how you should respond. There should be respect because this particular individual is in this position. And on, on, on. All of that to say, there are reasons why people choose what they do, progressive, liberal, perennial, conservative, even though we may not agree at the moment that we're going to get the perfect pick, the perfect justice, and the justice in the sense of the idea of justice. And I'm going to suggest that we often live with the tension of the ideal and the real, that we see the ideal. And I stand with you on that. Mm -hmm. I'll walk arm in arm down any street with you on this issue. But understand at the same time, we're not going to see it fully in this life. And we're not going to see it in any judicial nomination or confirmation in this life. And I think there's the struggle that we both feel right, right. really in our souls as Christians, because we, we see this. We want this so badly because we know what it can be. But we also know that it's not going to happen until Jesus comes back. Right. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I would, I would, um, you know, add to, add more rhetoric to, you know, this dilemma that we have. Yep. And that is, I believe 
you know, as we both do, the Bible. The Bible says when yep. when the righteous rule, the people flourish. That's right. You know, I, I I think Donald Trump is evil. I don't think he's a Christian. I don't think he uses the scripture to make his decisions. No, absolutely. I, not. I don't think that he and 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 any person and and and, and now with that said, um, there's always interpretation of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, some would say, well, you know, if you don't believe that a certain lifestyle is proper, then how could you agree with Obama? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't agree with Obama about that decision. While I did agree that people have the right to choose to do whatever they want sure. to do, and I don't think people's choices should be legislated. Mm-hmm. I think that I think in a, in a world, uh, in a democracy, we, we have to accept that people may not live, desire, walk, function the way we do, but they have the right and freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and so, and, and with that said, I think Obama was interpreting scripture in his mind as to what, what that looks like. Yeah. And my comment would be that I think he was doing it as a political. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. He, he was a politician. So yeah, even when right. you make the religious decisions, yeah. it's political. It's political. I get that. Now, with that. With that aside, I think we are suffering, and even in, with this pick that we that we're discussing mm-hmm. today, right. because of Donald Trump's wretched, ratchet behavior. I just, I just, I just think that's not that that that's not good. And there's so many areas of this world, in, in our in our America and in, in, in the United States, that's suffering from that. And and it's it's getting almost impossible to not accept the fact that 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 there are many of us as Christians who are trading in our integrity, our morality, to get certain agendas that we want to come to pass. I didn't say everybody. Do you know, I didn't you, say all Christians. Do you know what would be really fun? I think you and I should run for president and vice president. You be president, okay. I'll be vice president. What do you think? What let, let, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's everybody vote on that. We'll have to show our taxes. <laughs> just, just, just so you know. Just so you know. I'm, I'm pro showing your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I just, I just, and, and, and I can't, and, I, and I'm not here, I'm not, I'm not on here trying to judge a man because mm-hmm. it, it, he, he's still a man. Mm-hmm. But, but there are people who have a right because I'm their pastor mm-hmm. to look at my lifestyle sure. and have opinions. Oh, yeah. They have a right to believe that my choices, because they affect them and I'm their leader, they have a right to question me about those choices. Mm-hmm. They should not, and I believe God will reckon with them. If they tolerate evil from me, because they like the way I preach. Let's uh, let's kind of go back to scripture on this because I think that's really a, a powerful statement here. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 19. Let's go to First Timothy 5, where which is actually a repeat of Deuteronomy 19, which is you need to have at least two or three witnesses uh, to stand against leadership in terms of whether it be Israelite leadership and Deuteronomy or New Testament leadership, pastoral leadership, right. and First Timothy chapter 5. And this is why, why, by the way, one of the things that is so disturbing to me about this allegation against Justice Kavanaugh is by one individual, an event uh, happening uh, 36 years ago, whether, uh, whether this was something that uh, happened, I don't know, uh, all of those kinds of things. I'm not here, as uh, Dr. Clyde just mentioned, I'm not here to judge any of those kinds of things. But one of the issues that if we're going to approach this biblically is you need to have more compelling evidence than one person's word of an event that take that took place 36 years ago 
that really I think is, is if something. Is your to, attention to bring to, to 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 call that person to be ignited? You know, I think she should come with her. I think she should be heard. Sure, but I I, I, I don't think it is fair. Uh, I, you cannot whether or not it's fair is it, irrelevant here. Yeah. I don't think you can. The Bible says um, if she was ever the Bible said notions to this idea say that that if she was going to um, ever talk about it and ever make it something that was a part of this process, she should have to have collaborating witnesses. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if the guy, his friend, that she said was in the room, is the only witness. If now this this as this, uh, this is a presupposition that she's a Christian and that she sure. believes in this approach, yeah. what well, we know this approach, right? Because and we we stand by such an approach, you know, um, what whether or not it is true, or, you know, whether or not even we, either one of us believes it, in my personal opinion, is irrelevant. If because of how our show is structured, yes, exactly. She she that there should be more, and sometimes there's not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean it's not true. No. But 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 from our perspective, our show, if she's gonna if if, if she's gonna do that, there needs to be some collaboration. Yeah. Not to make it true, but right. to bring the accusation. Right. Because then, you know, we also have the example of Naboth's vineyard in First Kings twenty one, right. where here's this poor guy, the king wanted his vineyard, went home, stuck his tail between his legs. Jezebel, the queen, his wife, comes along and says, I'll get your vineyard for you and I'll I'll trump up charges against this guy, Naboth, to get your vineyard. And of course he was killed in the process. So is it possible that uh, people can usurp the process of of actually making guilty someone who's innocent? Oh, absolutely. Is that right? No, it's not right. Absolutely not. So to this point though, uh, I think we both agree that there needs to be something more substantial than uh, one person's opinion. If somebody says something bad in about any given in any given situation, right, right. if somebody says something situation. bad about you, right. I'm not believing it because right. I already know who you are. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I I I think in I think in any given situation, I think um, I think uh, if 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 the world, but see, even with this, and and I, we have to be careful, uh, prayerful. Not not to be too idealistic, too yes. uh, in our perspectives as Christians. Right. What I mean by that, because America, whether we whether we want to admit this or not, doesn't function by and large as a Christian nation. Right. You know, we 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 don't we don't we don't function by and large as a Christian nation. How we select our president, That's right. our, our our leaders, how we, oh my God, even something predominantly true, even how we have church now. Mm-hmm. You know what? What? What is idealistic? Uh, so we have to be careful. But um, um, I think she should be heard. Sure. I, I think she 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 has the right. But uh, in how it came how it came about about. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that process. Whether you know whether d- Democrat or Republican. Right. I don't I don't know if if Diane Feinstein was ever going to say something. Uh, but I, she should have said something, but it, or not take the letter. She had the letter mm-hmm. and accepted not uh, that, that Miss Ford requested it not be released. Well, Miss Ford, if you're not gonna, re- if you're not gonna, it's like I think she's thinking of not testifying now. Right. Okay. If 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 you didn't, why ever bring this up? Mm-hmm. Because now, for those who 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 don't want to believe you, you're giving credence to whether or not you should have ever been heard in the first place. Right. And she could very well be telling the truth, you know, with, with a bit of the psychology background in my own history, she she has the characteristics of, of someone 
from what I have heard and what I can read, who is telling the truth. But we 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 will never know. That I can assure you. Yeah. This is the difficulty, I think, when we have any of these kinds of discussions, when uh, we have uh, things that we just really don't know about. And uh, so we are very careful about not taking this too far. Right. And so uh, I absolutely agree 100% with your uh, comments about we can become too idealistic. Uh, we can become uh, somebody that uh, can see the world through Christian colored glasses. Yeah, that's it. We're not careful. Yeah. And so we really then, uh, we, do, do, we do people a disservice uh, when we don't recognize the, that in a fallen world that there is realism that we have to deal with. So uh, back to this issue, and those of you uh, uh, just noti noticing this, that we're having trouble with Facebook Live here coming back up. It's not coming back up, so uh, you might want to pick up on the YouTube Live, or uh, you might want to just listen to us on the radio, just so you know. Uh, having trouble making this thing come back up again. But um, nonetheless, uh, all of that said, I think you're absolutely right. We desperately need to make sure that we are uh, caring and consistent for everybody, even with people who disagree with us. And I think that's really important for us to recognize. I had one of my friends uh, last night uh, on, on social media say that one of the things that, that he liked so much about the show was that we dialogue. And that, that. and that dialogue actually moves us toward truth, or can it's a possible right. a possibility that that it could, uh, but nonetheless, it's something that uh, we actually strive for. So I think this is a powerful statement, uh, actually, to everybody that um, might be listening to us here today. I agree. I, I agree. I think uh, I, I think the cornerstone of our show is is that we talk, and I don't know that uh, uh, our audience maybe maybe. Some people closer to us in our audience may know this, but some don't. But that is that we actually like each other. <laughs> you know, this is this is not, you know, we're not. It is not an act. This is not a TV production. This is this is this is real reality TV, you know, so to speak. That's right. You know. Yeah. I um, I think uh, I, I think what's missing in the world today, and and you and I are taking some steps to try to do something about this. Not That's just right. in our show, but it's coming in the coming future. Is we we want to talk. Mm -hmm. We want to have conversations, right? You know, we we are in, a, in America's most dangerous position is where the sides are fighting versus having a conversation. That's right. You understand violence if we're fighting, right? You understand my thoughts if we have a conversation. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and it's so, unfortunate that we have a tendency to move toward violence. Um, and again, of course, from a, a fallen perspective, from a Christian perspective, yeah. we understand that those things actually are Which is our lowest order. Yes. The most basic self-preservation tactic that we have is to fight. Yeah, that's right. Our, our nature is to want to remove or destroy anything in our path that is unlike us. Right. Because we fear it. Right. Fear, in my personal opinion, is, is the is the biggest driving force behind murder of mm -hmm. any sort, whether with the tongue or sure, whatever. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break here. Uh, you're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. Let's take a one song break, and when we come back, we'll continue this conversation about the issues as it relates to the uh, nomination of Justice Kavanaugh and some of the issues that we take up with that uh, as it relates to justice as a whole. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, the Facebook Live shut off a moment ago. We're back up again. YouTube Live, if you're interested, find us there. 
podcast, listen to us live. One song break. We'll be right back. Who want to go next? Yeah, I mean, exactly. well, what you laughing at us for, Adrian? We think we're out here doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing at us. I'm laughing with you. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, uh, and, I, and I know some subjects some we have to. We can't just bullseye. We have to skirt around. Yeah, uh, you know, because there are several people are sensitive about Roe versus Wade. Yep. You know. Um, um, so you want what, what do you want? What do you what do you think? We uh, I think the issues that uh, surround uh, Roe v. Wade are are important issues, um, but you know, this is where. Justice Kavanaugh has already spoken. I mean, he said what uh, Gorsuch has said and Roberts before him, and that is that uh, this is fixed law. It's settled law. That's your mother. Yep. Uh, we're back. <laughs> um, I'll call you after the show. I got to go down to IUPUI and talk with some students, but uh, chat with you for a little bit. Looking forward to that, as always. Um, yeah, so uh, where do we go from here? Um, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. So settled law, I think that's an important point to make. As much as I, I do believe that it's the American Holocaust, that 60 million children have been murdered. And, uh, you know, if, even if you take it from Ronald Reagan's perspective, Reagan, uh, the reason why he said that he believed that uh, in pro-life was actually a, a monetary financial issue, he actually wrote about this. He said, uh, one of the things that's necessary for the future of the Republic is uh, our workers to sustain Social Security. So one of the things that uh, he suggested in part of his response to a pro-life position actually had to do with economics. Uh, not that the, the, the person in the womb is the resource or the product, but that if we're going to talk, if you're going to try to convince somebody, hey, this is an important issue, and the only thing they'll listen to is economics, uh, that might be the way to go. That's just, that's a side note. I don't know why my mind was going there, but there you go. It's in there. Did <laughs> you read it? Yeah, I read it. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. Going back to stuff you, you yeah. tell me all the time, we're kind of bringing back all of these things that we've been talking about. Uh, so yeah, Facebook Live, we came back vertically, by the way, because the horizontal wasn't working. A friend here in town had suggested that we go horizontal, which really was working well for about an hour plus, but now we've got to go vertical because mm -hmm. I don't know what's up. Anyway, uh, that's not my, my technical skill. By the way, those of you listening, um, uh, for the sake of saying this, uh, you can supposedly every Sunday is true. I'm sorry, Baptist. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, and then um, I am teaching at my church at Crossroads Community, uh, a course entitled uh, Christian Thoughtful Christians and Cultures. So if you're interested in hearing more from us on the weekends, uh, you can hear us there. Wow. So we have um, we have those things going on as well. And just so the, just so that you know, do you do you have your stuff uh, taped by the way uh, at your at your church? I do. Yeah, so you can hear Dr. Clyde's uh, taped sermons. Uh, you last can. Last Sunday I preached. Uh, the last Sunday that I preached, um, 
I preached guns, uh, the guns of men and the gates of hell. Oh, exploring wow. what the a title. American gun violence. All right. And for my part, you can uh, actually see the video of my teaching this last week. Uh, we'll be doing this all the way through uh, mid-December uh, for Thoughtful Christians and Culture. You can go to communiusinstitute.org.com to find those videos if you're so inclined, and then Antioch Baptist to hear uh, Dr. Clyde Posley. So uh, for those of you who might not get enough of us on Wednesday and you want more, <laughs> we're, we're coming back on Sunday, baby. It's Sunday and we're coming back. So, yeah, we can. Uh, I think we might want to pursue that issue of choice and make sure that everybody understands that we're not trying to be usurping somebody's, you know, because the consequences of choice. I mean, we could go into that, too. Leviticus 26 is pretty clear about if you don't listen, if you still don't listen, Absolutely. if you continue not to listen, seven times God says this to his yeah, people. I, and, uh, I, 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 hope, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I um, you know, I, I think to take away uh, a person's choice uh, as a and we are back, Warping Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Group site. You hear us every Wednesday from 10 until noon. Dr. Clyde Posley, Dr. Mark Eckel, uh, discussing important issues of the day as well as having in guests. Uh, this week, we are spending our two hours talking about the Judge Kavanaugh uh, confirmation nomination uh, process. And uh, we wanted to come back in and talk about the issue of choice as it relates to human beings, maybe specifically Roe v. Wade, as it relates to those who might have problems with the Kavanaugh nomination, thinking that he might um, want to sub, uh, subvert Roe v. Wade, even though he said, as Justice Gorsuch and Justice Roberts said, this is settled law. So maybe if we want to jump in on the issue of choice, and uh, where where might we go here? Well, um, you know, I, I do I do know that uh, I concur. I agree with you that uh, is in is in print. That, uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and um, I think another of the justices said they said it is a set of law when they when they approached about it. Uh, maybe Ginsburg, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe Ginsburg. But uh, I, you know, I both all, all that needs is is a, is, a, is is what the court considers the viable challenge to be heard. Right. And and then it it's it's you know someone brings in a a challenge to, to to that, it can it can go away as quickly as sure six months. So so I believe uh, again I've made it clear and I believe I'm pro life. I don't believe abortion sh should happen. I don't believe that God wants abortions. I don't I don't know. I don't think it's biblical. I don't know any different way to you know say so it. Say it just you know, know say it. Huh? But 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 I also uh, just as adamantly believe in a person's right to choose. Now they can't choose the consequences. Right. Consequences belong in the hands of God. And if you check, in my view, if you if, in my interpretation, mm -hmm. if if you check the scripture, God is a protectionist relative to choice, mm -hmm. among other things. If, if if he could be considered a protectionist, God he he preserves. He, he, there are times he even re re requests. That we choose. Now he he uh, is is God in both the God of now, eternity, past, and present. So he knows the consequences of who those he's asking to church, what their consequences will be. Yet he continues to say choose. He, he in the Garden of Eden, he allowed Adam 
for his purposes to choose Eve and to choose. Um, I, I, I think we fall down a dangerously slippery slope when if we put Roe versus Wade in jeopardy. I can't say we're putting Roe versus Wade in jeopardy because Kavanaugh will likely be confirmed. I can't, that's not fair to say. Uh, but he's not, but I believe you'd also have to admit he's not going to sit there in a confirmation hearing and say, well, you know what? The first challenge I get to Roe versus Wade, it's out of here. He's not going to do that. So he, he he's answering properly, mm -hmm. but also expediently. Mm -hmm. Sure, though. As all of them have. Yeah. yeah sure. all, all of them do the same kind of thing. They, they will say, you know. When asked how will you vote on this, and they'll basically say, "Look, I can't tell you." Because, Properly, yeah, exactly, because they're justices. Right. Right. And this goes back, by the way, just just a little bit of a history lesson and constitutional law lesson. That's the reason why we're supposed to have three separate powers, three separate branches that are supposed to be equal, and uh, they're supposed to balance each other out. And guess what? The reason for that was originally, actually, out of the Swiss Constitution of I think it was in the 1570s, uh, because of of the fallenness of human uh, nature, that we are dealing with our own problems and the own, our own difficulties of, of law and our own lawlessness. But back to the issue of choice in Roe v. Wade. You brought up a major subject that we got to come back. Okay. Go ahead. All right. But, but to Roe v. Wade, absolutely agree with Dr. Posley about I'm not going to stop somebody's choice. I'm going to encourage them to consider other options. Absolutely. I'm going to uh, point them to a number of my students who are invested in the process of adoption uh, through proper channels, uh, all of those kinds of things. But there's no way that I'm going to take something as, as dumb as take up arms or try to physically stop somebody or kill, you kill a doctor or, or any of that again, stuff. That's that fringe. That's, that's, that's the fringe that's issue. That's the fringe that we're exactly. talking about. Yeah, Peripheral, none of those kinds ridiculous of things. So just as much as I think that an individual will bear the consequences of their actions, so I will say that a society will bear the consequences of its actions, right or wrong, good or bad. And I do believe that there will be come a day when that actually happens to the United States of America. But nonetheless, uh, go ahead and jump into you whatever. Be careful. You're... That's pretty. That, yep. We agree. Yeah. How about that? No. no, no. <laughs> I. Uh... You know, you, you talked about the three separate branches of government. You yes. Know, I, I, I see, I, I think so much of, of, of what we're trying to accomplish uh, in America, again, is affected by the president. And it should be that as the head goes, so goes the body. That's just the principle of life. Bodies don't function separately from heads in any scenario. In no animal, no, in the animal kingdom, in our world, we don't. And so, with that said, we have a president that has no regard for the equal, separate but equal branches of government. Look at what he tweeted about uh, Jeff Sessions just today. People can't see you shaking your head. Oh, I'm the shaking hand. my head. <laughs> you know, you know the, just today. And 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 again, the question. Uh, is, that's why the question of of um, uh, Kamala Harris was so important. If you're having conversation, if if you're having conversations with the executive branch. And you, we are, and and you are in the in the Supreme Court that would hear any argument against the executive branch, or the or if a Senate issue was arise, uh, arose, or if you're hearing that, then those lines have been blurred. That's the importance of that question. 
Not so much whether or not he had the conversation, but if he did, what does that mean? And so that, that that's my concern. We, we can't, we just can't continue as a nation to have basically one branch controlling the other three because the idea of checks and balances are destroyed. And I think, in my view, it's showing up in, 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 in this nomination of Brett Kavanaugh, who I have said earlier, who I think is probably on paper qualified. I'm going to reiterate that for those who may not have heard me say that earlier. There's no reason on paper that we know of for him not and his opinions. And, and, and even though he's vacillated about opinions, people do that. You and I have acknowledged that we have evolved in our understanding sure. of some things. What sure. you, the opinion you just gave about uh, about a person's right to choose, you probably didn't have that view when you first became a Christian or first became. I was a, much a, more literal. dogmatic. And, yeah, sure, yeah. I so was I. Yeah. You know, so so so, but Mark, we just can't go on like this. We just can't. We just we, we just can't have. We can't. There, there's a day of reckoning coming. Just about uh, this crossing, you know, the the, the, the powers, the, the the legislative branches, the president yeah. control. But then, but then also, let me say this: this sends a bad uh, picture to future politicians. Young, I have people in my church, young people in my church who want to get involved with politics. I've had questions approached to me. So, why would the didn't Jeff Sessions support the president before anybody? Is this the way you treat? Is this loyalty? And see, when, when I see us out of so many evangelicals, just who, unlike you, are just quiet about this, it bothers me. Because if we believe that what is moral should take precedent in any moment, it should take precedent at every moment. Sure. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you've just said. I would put in context Ms. Harris' uh, comments, though, um, you know, that I watched her, that little clip that was taken out about a minute and a half where she was mm -hmm. joined back and forth with uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. um, just, to, just the general sense that I got from the fuller context of that uh, video was uh, when, you, when she said, as she did about Justice Kavanaugh, carrying around that little book with you, well, that little book that he was waving constantly was the Constitution. I would hate to think that Ms. Harris was in any way denigrating the Constitution of the United States. I don't think so. Yeah, and I would hope not. But nonetheless, the context of things that, that we hear, uh, sometimes we get these video clips. I just want to say this to people about journalism. Please don't believe everything you read on social media. Please don't listen and believe everything you hear in whatever um, media outlet you're in. Want to make sure to say that because not everybody is going to have all the truth all the time. Uh, we should be getting down the road toward those things, but uh, what, does, boy, what does that mean? Oh, let me give you an example. How, how, how far are you willing to go with that? that with, I, with the general sense I'm of media? Help you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come in and chime in, but let me finish your statement. Yeah, so let me just give you an example of this. Yesterday morning, I'm on my way to IUPUI to teach, and I'm listening to NPR, which I always do when I'm in the car. And uh, I'm grinding my teeth, as I usually do when I listen to NPR in the car, because, because here's this uh, presentation. It's like 10 minutes long about the whole confirmation nomination issue. And we hear from who? We hear from Leahy, who's a Democrat. He goes on and on and on and on, all kinds of softball questions. We get a general understanding from a Democratic uh, uh, liaison who's coming in. We hear nothing from the other side. We have no view from the other side. So if all you hear during those 10 minutes of NPR 
all you're going to hear is one perspective, and that's what gets me rankled every single time. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. But but now now let me let me be clear. Come out, come okay. out. Yep. Um, again, I keep going back to the president. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you know, but, but, but okay, everything that's said on MSNBC is pro liberal. Yeah, well, I'm not everything, but you know, you know yep. where I'm going. Yep. Yep. Uh, is pro uh, democratic, progressive, liberal. Yes. Uh, uh, CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the tent the 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 slant is pro democratic. Yes. On Fox, it's total conservative, and and just now here's the problem. I believe that every totalitarian leader's rise was born once he took over control of a public opinion. Oh yeah. Of about the of a me, of the media. I agree. Hitler. Yep. When Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, it took over the mindsets. Of a people that, that already felt marginalized. Oh yeah. And before you know it, uh, he 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 is the media. Mm-hmm. Sure. There is no media. Right. That is I mean, another one of these fringe concerns that we're, ha- we're mm-hmm. having. Now I, I, I listen, and you and I have talked about this often. We make sure that we listen to every every, every point of view. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But and, and so that and, and and it's dangerous. Our hearers, need, our listeners need to hear this. It's dangerous to sit in front of your TV and never change a channel if you are listening there to a go. subject. There you go. You know, so you're not going to get every every view. So so that's why Mark and I actually sit through a whole four or five hours of C-SPAN and hear the whole. I do and hear the whole. I want to hear the the senator before after and after context, the whole yeah, testimony, the whole, the whole answer about that question. Yeah. Yeah. You know all, all those things, and, and if you're going to be informed, yeah, just like when we were completing our PhDs, the more sources, the better. Yeah, even if they didn't agree with you, you, right. you bolstered your 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 stance yeah. from bringing in counter or mm-hmm. antithetical views. That's right. It helped you. It really would help you defend your premise mm-hmm. because if you if you have a strong, if you can find those who agree with you. Mm-hmm. But are you bold enough? You know, a good dissertation is one. Where you actually brought in antithetical views, absolutely, to confront you, which gave you a chance to prove your view. That's right. So. Yeah, uh, boy, I tell you what. Uh, once again, Dr. Clyde Posley and I absolutely agreeing on this particular yeah. issue about media and journalism and hearing all sides, and this is huge. Uh, this, of course, reminds me of what we just said a moment ago about Orwell and his uh, concern, his warning. By the way, to both sides, he wasn't in favor of either side. And uh, he's just, of course, uh, concerned about dictatorship and totalitarianism. As much as uh, this also reminds me of this class at IUPUI, which uh, we're going to invite you down and have you speak to some of these issues where we want young people to hear various points of view Mm -hmm. and from various people. So I don't know if I told you this or not, but in the very first class that I did at IUPUI, I was showing all of the people that I wanted to come. This current class. Yeah, this current class when I when I went in the very first day, I said, here are all the guests that I want to be, that, that I want to have here. And every single one of them was black. Really? Every single one. That's now, now what did I, what was I trying to say to these students? I was trying to make a statement without saying a thing. I was trying to use optics to make my point. Mm-hmm. We need to listen to people other than ourselves. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm never one to try to force anyone to agree with me. I have my opinion, but they have to come from a multiplicity of 
uh, sources. Yep. They have. They have. To, and it's biblical. That's right. In 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 the presence in, in the presence of many uh, counselors. Uh, it's safety. Yeah. yeah. Proverbs. Yeah. Right. Proverbs. That's right. Over and over again in Proverbs, we need to land this plane actually because uh, we're coming down to the end of our time. Uh, grateful again for the opportunity to spend some time with you. Uh, Dr. Posley, just as we end up here today, any final comments, thoughts that you want to make? Um, two. One's about our conversation, the other one about my book. Which one? Which Good. I think I should go you, first. Either way. I think this, this show is valuable. This particular show, I, I think we have a great show in general. Yep. But I think today's show was important. Uh, we, we just hopefully, hopefully we spark some thinking in the minds of some people, not to just get hunkered in on what you what your perspective is and, and consider the fact that there are some other viable, intelligent perspectives as to why people agree or disagree with this particular uh, 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 SCOTUS uh, nominee. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have said, I believe he's uh, qualified on paper. I, I don't know that we've had enough investigation whether as to whether or not he should be confirmed. I think, though, I, a, a bipartisan, honest bipartisan approach to his questioning and nomination is the only way to get to whether or not he's qualified. The next thing is, I have a book coming out October 16th, and it's, and it's entitled uh, More Than Icons and Images, Exploring the, uh, the African-American protests, Black male African-American protests in the 21st century. Uh, at the core, what the book discusses is the history of, of uh, black male representation, political representation over the years, its origin on American shores, and how as uh, how black athletes are are reengaging an age old uh, protest mechanism uh, through sports. Uh, it is going to discuss. Uh, the, the uh, metal stand, the, the, it's rooted in the metal stand protest of Thomas Smith and John Carlos, but it's also going to discuss Kaepernick and the true reason for his protest. It's not about disrespecting the flag. It's going to discuss all these things. I think it's a great book. I need you to help me make it a bestseller. Me? All right. My audience. Mark. Oh, your audience. My sorry. audience. <laughs> the people. Those people. The chiming people. In. All those people. Okay. <laughs> He's <All> a <right>. me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, first of all, I expect a signed copy. Uh, you got it. And then, and then I will tell everybody about your book. It's coming out October 16th. October 16th. The 50th anniversary of the 1968 Meadow Stand protest by Thomas Smith and John Carlos. All right. Very good. It's a great read. I was about to say so myself. <laughs> From the man who wrote it. There it is. You've been listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next TV, the Cooler site. This particular day, we have been talking about Justice Kavanaugh, his nomination, the potential for his confirmation, and all of the biblical bases from which we come uh, from a biblical uh, standpoint. Dr. Clyde Posley, Dr. Mark Eccles, standing foursquare in the same place, though we approach issues from a different vantage point. We are pleased to be with you every single week. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us again. Next week, uh, we will see you again. Dr. Posley will see you again. I will. Yeah, and I'm going to be uh, out speaking, and uh, Dr. Posley's got the show with his guests coming in. Can't yeah, wait. Surprise guest for you. I'll, I'll just tune in next week. Tune in next week. There you go. It won't be Brett Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. I think it'll be there. <laughs> I think so, too. All right, until next time, we'll talk to you. Then.